0: Welcome back to another episode of Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. This is your girl, Kylie Too Smart.
1: And sometimes V.
0: This is a podcast about Black excellence, creativity, body positivity, nerd coin news, sexual health, current events, anime, video games, and much, much more. And? And happy
1: birthday to oh you. To happy me. Happy birthday to you. What a happy surprise! Happy birthday, dear <laughs> Kylie. Oh my God! Happy Thank birthday you. to you, you, you. Oh, wow! Wow!
0: Wow! 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 Wow!
1: This Happy means birthday. so much to me. It's Kylie too smart's birthday. It's my birthday. Off the new Year with a birthday. Uh, she is the truest uh, New uh. Year's baby of the year. Right?
0: Capricorn. How do you
1: feel? Else?
0: I feel great. My like my brother's been teasing me that now I'm like officially old. <laughs> I'm the big three-o. And I was like, you know what? I'm still a baby. I'm not even like half the way
1: there. We're, We're cool. all still figure out
0: our fucking adult shit <laughs> I, I was just like oh uh, I feel great my skin feels good I've been hydrating it's been a good birthday
1: any, any surprises of,
0: um well I was like my brother really surprised me like I, I got gifts that's a surprise like I was just wasn't really like I don't know 2020 has been went went <laughs> 2021 was still looking a little wet. <laughs> so I just, my expectations were not high for this birthday. I was like, you know what? I'm alive. I'm alive and I'm thriving. Like, that's going to be it for me. But no, I was very pleasantly surprised. You know, my mom, uh, one of her friends is a nail tech and she like hooked me up. Ooh. So I got my nails. They're all beautiful like this. She got them acrylics. Mm, she right? got those
1: acrylics.
0: That's right. my face up, I was like, ooh, all them chin hairs are gone.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I feel younger
0: yes. yes, bitch.
1: Yes. She I'm is smooth. shaved and cleaned and baby-faced. Mm-hmm. She's That's smooth. She's smooth and butter.
0: <laughs> I do. I feel extra smooth. <laughs> my brother got me some little bling bling. It's blank, beautiful. Bling bling. I'm
1: really happy to hear that your family really came through for you. Yeah,
0: I am too. Like, I really had no expectations. So I'm really happy.
1: Yeah. Other than that, like how else was like the rest of your week or, you know, did you have anything crazy Um, happen or do you, oh, I mean, this is our first episode since the new year, right? Is there any like holiday recaps or anything like that?
0: You know, it's just been like a lot of uh, talk about the vaccination, like at work and, Mm -hmm. Now, like, they're starting to offer it um, because, you know, I work for a nonprofit and they're frontline workers, so that they, they actually offered, like, us a training on the vaccination, and they're offering us some time slots to go do that. So that was just, like, a really big relief, in a way, to mm-hmm. see that these companies are stepping up and making sure that the people that actually need the vaccine first are getting them first. Yeah. Because you see a lot in the news where it's like a lot of these government officials who weren't even like given a crap about people out here on the front lines going and cutting the line and getting their, their vaccines first. And you're just like, dude,
1: I know it's it definitely another way that our country has been showing their ass where it's like those who are the least, impacted the least worried the ones who've been mocking the virus or been within communities who are enabling the mockery and the basically the um the seriousness of this virus they're the ones who are getting their vaccines first I was like oh I got vaccinated I'm like why are you even concerned you're not the one with the like who needs so What I'm trying to say is, like, I don't understand. It's another way that we're really showing that the rich are truly privileged and that they just don't give a fuck about poor people. They really don't. And of course, they're like slamming a bunch of money to get these clinics to go to them. So then that way they get it first as well as like, you know, fuck the essential workers. Fuck anybody who's actually at the front lines. Fuck the person who does your groceries. Fuck the person who drives you places. Fuck the person that you probably hire to come clean your house because you're too lazy to do it yourself. Like it's, it's truly sad.
0: Yeah. But you know, like all things considered, my week has been really great. Um, I just found out that, um, like, you know, the hazard pay is going away and like the two weeks that they were giving paid time off if you had COVID is going away, but that mm-hmm. Santa Clara County is actually going to be stepping up and, and still providing that two week blanket for those essential workers who are still out there on the front line. Yes. So.
1: I think that's, that's a, that's a plus in our, So county. it's
0: in the plus column. like yeah. it, that's a big plus in our plus
1: column. Yeah. Cause when I heard that was going away, I'm like, but not everybody's vaccinated. Like, I don't understand why this is going away, but yeah. Anywho. Uh, well, I mean, happy new year to everybody. Uh, yeah, I, happy am, new year. <laughs> I know we're in like, we're officially in the second week. And by this time, this episode is published. It's going to be week two, week two, okay. 2021.
0: Everything gets a two week delay due to COVID. Didn't you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excusable delays. Um, right. I Expect am your package. a new year's resolution. Ho I have definitely wrote a new workout plan and I'm definitely focusing on my meditation through yoga and I dyed my hair to look edgy and I'll probably give up. Oh, I started eating healthy again because, you know, all them damn cookies, you know, shout out to Nicole, my, 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 I almost said my boy, my girl. Shout out to Nicole from 7th Street, my girl, uh, who always gives her friends like a bunch of Christmas cookies. And they're always so good. But I'm Uh, like, I can't eat those, you know, because I I try to be very cautious about what I'm eating, as everybody has known this for me. And like, obviously, I'm still pretty round, whatever. You're
0: hilarious. You're all the you're the most beautiful shapes.
1: (laughs) But I'm going to right. But I'm going to do my best. Through this whole like resolution up until February first, And I'm just gonna give up, just like everyone else. I, it's fine. I do think fun. it's funny that you're
0: like I'm a New Year's hoe, but you're not really because you you stick to the commitments that you set for yourself. So
1: you can get out of here. Like I slip up every so often.
0: Everybody does. We're humans. I'm human.
1: Yeah, humans. humans. So um, let's go into this, a couple of current event things to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. since. A lot of things have happened during the first week of of the new year, um, including things that we'll probably get to about the capital being invaded by terrorists. Our very (sighs) own terrorists, of course. Uh, But I wanted to kind of focus on the local aspect of how that impacted uh, San Jose. So I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about how. San Jose Mayor, who I've mentioned before, Sam Licardo, has been handling all the Black Lives Matters movements, how he can be progressive with like being better in support of these movements. Um, And then also how he's going to turn over his, you know, police force and, you know, defunding them, which he refuses to do and I heard him say it in person uh, over a virtual call, unfortunately, but I'm gonna do my best to exclusively focus on the rippling effects of how the MAGA make America great again, community, excuse me, I'm sorry, they're actually called terrorists though. I was gonna say, are they <laughs> any
0: community? I think they're just, hmm.
1: <laughs> but I'm gonna really try to focus on how they stirred up some noise in the Capitol and how it impacted us in San Jose. First, I'll start with a statement that Sam Licardo released on Twitter a few days ago, about four days ago, uh, since I think this whole Capitol evasion happened on, what, Wednesday, Tuesday? God, time flies.
0: Time's flying.
1: So he says, for this atrocious, sickening display in our Capitol building, Donald Trump should be tried for sedition, which sedition Mm -hmm. means Uh, conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of state or a monarch. As a former federal prosecutor, I refer to our next U.S. Attorney General to 18 U.S.C. 2384 and 2385. May God bless and bring peace to our nation. And he said this on the 6th, which, which was actually four days ago. So, How wonderful and nice that he's so supportive of those who are not about Donald Trump and his minions. So (sighs) meanwhile, when he released the statement, there is a MAGA rally happening and that was videotaped. Thank God for fucking Black Black Outreach San Jose, which is another nonprofit, which I'll mention a little bit later. They videotaped a rally happening in East San Jose by a bunch of people who were pro were who were protesting the Stop the Steal, or yeah, Stop the Steal, which was a protest against uh Georgia winning, basically. So to repeat myself, this MAGA congregation was called Stop the Steal Protest, which was apparently organized according to a couple articles I read by Vietnamese Americans, Americans in East San Jose. Within proximity of this protest were at San Jose PD surrounding the protest with no intent of telling these people to go home. On the same day that the Capitol is being invaded, granted you. So these are pro these are pro Trump minions celebrating and having good ass time in San Jose in a parking lot, just being like we love Trump while there's violence going on. So you would think like as San Jose PD, who is supposed to be most the most informed to be telling these people like, hey, this is a same group of people who are inciting violence across the country. We should probably tell these people to go home. It's not a good look, blah, blah, blah. But no, do they do that? Nah, they're guarding in favor of this event.
0: I mean, it's clear to see where um, their loyalties lie. Yeah. you know, I mean, like, it's no surprise that San Jose Police Department would be in support of a pro-Trump, you know, Proud Boys rally. Like, I don't think any of us here are like, oh, <laughs> And, shocked <laughs> and, these are the same people that beat up like their racial coach you know what i mean like
1: oh yeah, jesus christ yeah their racial bias coach who was a black man they shot him like the
0: these coin. are the same people like, yeah no fucks given
1: <laughs> i'm like <It's> okay. short- <laughs> the same weekend of the jo- or of the george floyd protest they shot their racial bias coach who was a black man i i am astounded so What's funny about this is that in the article I read, they they were very specific about which group of people who were putting this whole event on, which was Vietnamese Americans. Though, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of Vietnamese Americans who own big, super huge old Ford trucks with tires that are bigger than the size of a smart car. So I'm not gonna necessarily going to believe that this was exclusively the community that was enabling this event.
0: I'm like, really? Yeah. The computer tech guy living in like this nice neighborhood really needs these tires because why? (laughs) Right, Clearly not living like down the block from us. This dude had to drive from somewhere
1: else. So I am just like, obviously, it's not just the Vietnamese Americans, but hey, good job for trying to just label those folks instead of just saying like, it's just overall those who support Donald Trump, which we already know who the primary group of people it is, but I digest. So- you digest. I digest.
0: I digest the racism and hate in this country daily. And that's a problem. We're fixing it though.
1: So here's where it gets spicy. So the San Jose cops who were present at that shit show, instead of telling the pro terrorists to go home, they attacked and bullied the shit out of the counter protesters who showed up. The counter-protesters were individuals who are from Black outreach, those who are Black Lives who are pro-Black Lives Matter, those who are concerned about their community because it's like these are people who are supporting violence against others because of something that is just like, wham, wham, our Donald Trump is out <clears throat> of office, sad, I'm sad. Like that's the only re- reason why they're putting this event. So instead of the cops attacking those people, they attack the, the counter-protesters instead. Um, The cops even mocked the the death of Gregory Johnson, who was a student who was murdered at the San Jose State Fraternity House. I think it was like, I can't remember which frat it was, but it was one of the frats on frat row. Mm -hmm. And then they, um, oh, and then they also like, were saying like, what we're doing is, what they're doing is fine, what they're doing is fine. it's like, no, like, why are these people like partying it up over there when the other side of the country, again, sounding redundant, are going into the Capitol to try to stir up shit and be violent and smear their shit everywhere and do all the, you know. anywho. so obviously the counter protesters showed up because they just want things to stop. Uh, they wanted to stop a group of people who advocate violence and power for absolutely nothing. Um, so my whole thing is like, have we not realized which group here is truly inciting the violence? Did we forget about the Kenosha shit kid who shot the people at the Black Lives Matter protest in Arizona? And I bring up that point because it's like he showed up and shot people because life is unfair. He
0: yeah.
1: wasn't he wasn't there to say, like, my my life is under attack and I'm oppressed. No, not at all. He just did that because he's like, I'm like pro America. So to be clear, black people will kneel, kneel, link arms, hold the line, keep their hand, keep their hands up, they'll pray, they'll do slam poetry, they'll create art, they'll do whatever the fuck to show up with zero weapons to peacefully protest their stance on not wanting to be simply killed. Um, they just want the lynchings to stop. They want to stop the lack of opportunities for them. And they want the environmental microaggressions to stop, the assumption that they're dangerous And so I think for those counter protesters to show up with that in mind, like that's righteous. Yeah. But the cops didn't support that, obviously. So I I just don't understand that, like, obviously what what you're saying was like the priorities are mixed up. The priorities are wrong. Like this should have been a situation where the cops should have told those people to go home. Um, especially when it's common that MAGA rioters like the Kenosha kid that I referenced earlier will show up with their guns will put their hands on others will actually lynch by POCs and there's no righteous reason like why are they attacking others are they oppressed no are they on the bottom of the food chain no they have a whole history of violence and control that has been established by white people first yeah like it it just doesn't make any sense so anyway, going back to the mayor who had his whole supportive statement saying we're against Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. But you're just speaking. You're just talking words. You're sh- you're not saying shit. You're typing letters, putting it on Twitter and calling it a fucking day. So that way you can bike your ass home and sit on your couch and enjoy a beer. Or maybe because you're so bougie, maybe just a glass of Cabernet. Um, You'll post so many positive and community advocacy things that it's like, yeah, I'm helping the homeless. Yeah, I'm helping this group of people. Yeah, I'm doing all these things, but I don't see you doing shit. And you are not doing the what's most, what is the most important is zeroing in what the actual problem is. And it's actually your police officers who have mixed priorities. And that's actually the reason why anybody who's pro Black Lives Matter has been basically protesting this whole time. And like the one thing that you will not take care of is your cops and it's embarrassing. Um, so I just don't understand that that this whole mix up like had people left confused and that your captain who made fun of Gregory Jans- Johnson is not on leave. And that also Jared Yuen is not on permanent leave. And that all the cops that I've seen on video through Black Outreach who've been pulling people over that are Black, you're not helping anybody, you're not doing shit. And you should step down from being mayor for misrepresenting yourself and saying that you're making a difference when you're not doing anything, you're not taking care of what is actually the true problem here. So I I'm just like I know this is kind of a very open rant, but I just so no, I think
0: tired. your opinion is very clear. Your stance on the matter is very clear.
1: Like your cops have fucked up too much. Defund them. Like, they've fucked up too many times. They look stupid. Like, you need to start defunding bitches and stop paying them $300,000 a year, $400,000 a year. Why are they getting paid that much much money for them to not do shit or actually protect their people? There's a report from back in 2018 of how much you're paying your cops. Why isn't that some of that money being, like, you know, rechanneled into Title I schools, How come that money wasn't helping any of the kids who are lacking Wi-Fi during the whole ass pandemic? Instead, I saw these people equipped with military grade gear on May 29th in response to the George Floyd protests, and were so excited to hurt everybody. And yet that money that went to their equipment could have been put to good, but instead you had cops attack people because we were angry that Black people were getting killed on a daily, hourly, minute basis. Like, you are so full of shit, Sam Licardo. Like, you need to step down. I cannot believe that you cause this much stress with people because you lie about your priorities and you're faulty.
0: Yeah, hurting the community you're supposed to serve.
1: Yeah. And absolutely, I will keep. I will hold you to this. How fucking dare you go to a protest and kneel and say, "I hear you," and then tell us in the next, in the next, fucking, in uh, the next council meeting that you refuse to or will not defund your police, who are obviously making too money, too much money, and too comfortable to really give a shit about their community. I'm done.
0: Okay. Well, we do have good local news for um, those of you who do care about your community and would like-
1: I oh want good that? news.
0: I want rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like if you're looking for a way to um, like uplift your community in these time, <laughs> I really uh, want to commend uh, House Call Soul. They are a seven member jazz band um, students from Berkeley that have been um, supporting themselves through this rough time by freaking being amazing and spreading joy and music to their communities. They have been um, playing in people's driveways, you know, being socially distant, asking that, you know, people who do show up wear their masks. Um, if you're interested in having them come play for your community, they they are going, like, all the way around the Bay. Um, you can find them on Facebook. You can book them. They've played with Sly and the Family Stone. They've played with Jimmy Vaughn. They've Ooh. played with Afrolicious. Yeah, no, these people are legit, like, and their music is so good and like they they'll just come out like you want to do like a, a block party and just you know you, maybe you and your neighbors can all get together and pitch in because you know music music is what helps get everybody through hard times you know
1: yes i agree um kudos to every musician locally especially like who has made who's thought outside of the box to keep their music going and to keep gigging and to keep you know spreading the love like it's it's been really challenging for you guys. And I, I shout you all out for doing what you can to make sure things still work out with not just yourselves, but also the community. Like, yeah.
0: Like it, it's it been beautiful just to go on their page and um, see how they're making such a positive impact on the people who are around them. They were featured on CBS last week. Um, so congratulations. Like you guys are really doing the thing. And um, like, they don't ask for much money. Like I've seen on there, they, it's like 125 bucks to, you know, 300 per player, just per member of the band, depending on, you know, who they can put together to show up, how big of a show you want. Mm -hmm. They're offering um, to do like online Zoom. So a lot of the companies around here, you know, for the holidays, or if you just want to do something good for your employees, you know, they, they can do that online style and keep everything nice and safe and socially distant. So, thank you guys for providing a ray of sunshine.
1: Yeah, in these no. dark, dark times. <laughs> I know it's I I came in with the the nasty like here's the fires and the pitch torches with my voice and no it's always good to hear like what's good happening I actually want to focus more definitely on this podcast so that way we can doing
0: like great things in our community SJ roll call like all the people that we talk about who go out and like put themselves on the front lines like safely in order to make sure that we're still moving in a positive direction as a community Mm -hmm. like Thank you guys every day. Any bit of positivity you can put out there into the world is greatly appreciated.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, and other things, uh, I guess a lot of folks have been getting their fuck you money, their six hundred dollar stimulus stress. Uh
0: six hundred dollar stimulus
1: stress is right. <laughs> yeah. So um I just want to say again, like, you know, big fuck you to Mitch McConnell. Thank you for, you know, really, you know, paving the way to make sure that Americans really are you know oh he wants to let all of
0: us know you know where we stand with him clearly what he thinks of
1: us exactly meanwhile he's making like more than three grand per week per week to chill take a
0: vacation whenever you want
1: yeah i bet you anything this guy doesn't even know how to read emails like every time he tries to press a key on his email he's like is this a fax machine (laughs) Mm -hmm. turtle turtle this, this fucking decomposing carcass god have damn you it. seen
0: all the the memes of him like comparing him to turtles and then they're like the only ugly turtle in the world and it's mitch
1: mcconnell <laughs> 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 makes me feel so good someone was like how what's the lifespan of a turtle and then it was like 120 years and then someone's like damn we have another yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it's so bad uh, apparently I I haven't like looked into too much of it but apparently there's some shit going down where he's actually might be might be getting removed um so I mean that might be good uh but I have to actually do my research with that that's just me optimistic yeah I hope hoping. so
0: there's yeah there's a lot of optimism right now yeah that change is about to come it's around the corner Feel it.
1: So we don't have to necessarily go through the whole terrorism that happened at the Capitol. Uh, we all know that it was everybody who is who supports Donald Trump who came to the Capitol. I don't know how to properly say this—a coup. Like what is it called?
0: <laughs> They're performing a coup. Their yeah. leaders basically said, "Hey, I don't like how the votes came out. I'm gonna need you all to show up." And they did. I love, oh my God, the interviews with that lady who got maced in the face. And they asked her they like, They pushed Why? me
1: and they maced me.
0: <laughs> and she's like, it's a revolution, dude. And I'm like, no, it's not a revolution. This is literally like, no, this is an insurrection. Um, you guys are an unruly mob. Like we're following the due process of what's like, it's unconstitutional. Your actions are literally unconstitutional.
1: Yeah. And we... Already did the due diligence to recount and then also make people revote in Georgia. So I don't understand what's re- what's unfair. It's not rigged. You made Georgia do extra work to prove oh, that yes. your Lord and Savior has failed.
0: So- oh, the Secretary of State. Yeah, Raffensperger is not happy.
1: But anywho, uh, obviously, like every like a bunch of people fucking raided the Capitol, um, made it very unsafe for those who are working within the Capitol. Um, I was and, gonna
0: say I have been seeing though, like slowly one by one, they're finding those people. Oh, like the totally like high, like they're getting their their just desserts
1: yeah there's new things coming out every single day like there's a new arrest here there's another arrest the guy who's like famous for holding the podium got arrested uh homeboy who looked like a fucking nordic nazi got arrested um beaver hat tail yeah um and what's really great is that even like the night, the joke is like the day shift cops didn't give a shit. It was just day shift. But the night shift cops actually, after the curfew was implemented in DC, started shoving and like bullying these people to get out. Um, Like, all
0: right, now it's time for y'all to go home.
1: Yeah. Airports have taken action. Like a lot of those people who were profiled are also on a no fly list. Um, So they can't, those who travel to DC can't get home. Um, they're also getting arrested, whether if they're getting off the plane or right before they get on the plane. Uh, so there's a lot of just, is it just desserts? Is that yes, what just for? desserts. There's a lot of just desserts happening. So as much as I, I kind of don't want to go into it because we all saw it. Like we all saw what happened. It's like, it's a- <laughs> the people who smeared poop and like went in there oh. to fucking party and try to look for senators to like, especially democratic senators to try to like beat the shit yeah. out of them. It just didn't work. Um, I want to applaud though. Um, there was one particular cop or, um, I think he was probably also security for the, the white house or the Capitol. Um, that his name is Eugene Goodman. Um, there's video of him trying to redirect the uh, the terrorists into different sections of, of the building. So that way they didn't get into the actual inner chambers where uh, people were trying to leave and escape from. And to say that that was such a terrifying situation for him to be in, it was him versus like thousands of men who were going to like attack him. Him as a black man being surrounded by like angry white people, like it's, it's already a story in itself that it's a scary situation. So I just want to applaud him. I hope he's getting all the vacation time. At some point he'll get like some sort of ceremonial like recognition. Maybe he'll get some therapy because like that was obviously something that could cause some PTSD because you never would think, yeah, because you never would think that something like that would happen. And he definitely like kept as much of a cool as he can with dealing with these folks. So uh, kudos to him. But yeah, like, People are getting arrested. It's my favorite song. I love it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You about to lose your job.
1: Get this ass. Uh, You about to lose your job. Your job. job. You about to lose. Oh, and people are losing their jobs. People
0: are losing their jobs.
1: Yeah, those who are profiled. There was one story actually where a girl reported her mom, her uncle, and her aunt. She's like, hey mom, remember when you told my lesbian ass to not go to the Black Lives Matter protest because there might be violence well, what is this? And her mom was actually punched by somebody, by a black woman in the crowd and like someone yelling, like, you know, nigga with the hard R. So it was like, anyway, I I'm just blurb about it. But like, I'm just glad that after this event, that people are just not going home and saying like, wow, we did a thing. No, they're actually, there's consequences. There is consequences for your freedom to do that shit. So yay. Yes a Um, reckoning
0: is coming a
1: reckoning is coming Um, (laughs) some other news let me see if I can find it real quick where is it ah so Cori Bush we are like who's Cori Bush she is a (laughs) wonderful black woman who wrote what's the word I'm looking for now I'm losing my place She was a lead protester in response to the killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. She was also a trio's nurse for those events back in 2014. She is also a non-violence 365 ambassador with the King Center for Nonviolent Social Change. Also, she was featured in a documentary, Knock the Hass Down, which also featured AOC. Who's Cori Bush? Cori Bush is somebody who's gonna get a lot of guilty senators removed for their lack of diligence for the American people who enabled the actions of Donald Trump. So she wrote a document or drafted a document that she's hoped that that should get passed basically stating that um, because of the things that have happened that these representatives such as senator ted cruz josh Hawley, they these people took unprecedented steps to defy the will of the american people and she is going to introduce this resolution tomorrow monday so that Ooh, way geez. congress can go ahead and reconvene reconvene this instead of continuing their planned recess from everything that's been going on so i'm really happy to see that she's moving forward with a plan that may put people accountable people are going to lose more of their jobs um like you know all these republican senators representatives those who are just like, no, nothing's wrong. Donald Trump's just blowing air. Nothing's wrong. He's just saying that, but really, and those who endorsed him, by the way, I mean, not a lot of Republicans endorsed Donald Trump, but the ones that did, they're now gonna be accountable and they're gonna be removed and there's gonna be an investigation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy that this is happening. Um, And Cori Bush is leading, leading this um and and i'm hoping you know that that i start seeing people who are more accountable aside from those who are getting arrested you know but like it's just like one of those things that i'm like yes this is what's needed this is what's needed to show like the events that happened within our country which is basically a mini civil war war right now between two political parties because one people are prioritizing all the money and all the people are just trying to prioritize the people who need the help and for some reason those aren't just linking up so now finally shit is getting what feels like is getting done finally finally um but yeah other than that um some other weird things that happened this week (laughs) we're just like laying it all down so apparently there's also a story with uh bean dad
0: the bean dad oh, debacle. Yeah. Bean dad debacle. Please, let's get into it. Uh what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so people actually, lost
0: their minds over this.
1: Yeah. So what's funny is like I saw the thread the morning before I went to work and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I saw something like, oh, a teachable moment to a daughter. So I liked the thread to reference it. <laughs> no, so, no, no, no. <laughs> so I did it to reference it later. So sometimes I'll bookmark or I'll, I'll like threads to to read it later. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna read this later. This is a lot. And then when I came back to it, everything was gone. And I'm like, what happened? And then I just see my Twitter just like BAM Bean Dad sucks. Bean dad sucks. Bean dad sucks. Bean dad sucks. What the fuck happened? What happened? So apparently um he created a thread about a teachable moment apparently his daughter came up to him and was like hey dad i'm hungry i want some beans and he goes yeah go get the bean in the can opener and then when he came back with it she's like i don't know how to use the can opener and he's like you don't know how to use the can opener she goes no He's like well you're gonna have to learn how to do it and he didn't give her any hints he's never shown her how to use this tool and he was just like flabbergasted by the fact that he never taught her how to do this mm-hmm. and so <laughs> twitter Basically the Twitter community like called him a shitty dad, said he was a Well, because you know, like initially it sounds kid. funny.
0: Yeah. Then, like, yeah. Initially, like it sounds funny when you're like, oh dude, like it can't be that bad. He just gave her like a can opener, like she could figure it out. However, like the more you find out about the story, which is just like how long did it take? It was like eight hours it took her to open the can. Apparently she had like already some issues with like spatial learning. And it was just like, dude, in order to have a teachable moment, you have to actually teach your child. Cause I, I guess it had gotten to the point in his threads where like his daughter was actually so upset to the point where it just wasn't even like a teachable moment anymore. Yeah. And so then it became less and less funny. funny. The longer it went on and then people were actually legitimately outraged at this man
1: yeah it was just so much outrage i at first i'm like i didn't, utter say, hate. I didn't say anything wrong because i'm always kind of default like fuck them kids okay not really but like <laughs> But like, I was just like, well, let her figure it out first. And then like, you know, give her the answer. But the more that I kept seeing like the amount of hours that he made this girl think about it, I'm like, okay, dude, like what, at one point did you give up saying like, this is how you use it? Or let's use some resources to do a tutorial. You know, Give her being some beans,
0: hints. Maybe it was like a really old can opener, and like things weren't just lining up, right? You know, like there's so many things that could have gone wrong. You know, if wrong I was a nine
1: year old kid, I would have just said, "Fuck these beans," and then I would have gone to oh, the fridge sure. and got some peanut butter and jelly, and slapped it on some bread, and threw the knife in the fucking sink, and said, "You clean that shit up. Fuck you. I'm hungry." Maybe they this have a Friday thing.
0: house, and he's really just embarrassed because they have a Friday house, and they got cereal, no milk, they got peanut butter, no jelly. Who knows what's going on at Bean Dad's <laughs> house? I just woke up to a bunch of bean memes I and you. I was like, I, laugh, I was laughing. I had no clue what, what was happening. I didn't know Bean Dad was a real person. Uh, I was seeing all these things you we were posting for Cash. I just thought Cash was just having a regular old grand bean time. Oh, yeah. The, you know, this is a worldwide thing. I was like, oh, no, this isn't just.
1: So, Just boyfriend. for context of those who who uh, don't really know my, my boyfriend, the love of my life. He.
0: If you don't know.
1: He. he well, he never writes anything like political or like you know self discoveries or anything like like that on social media. He's just a big troll. So like all he does is like just his whole lord Facebook. Yeah, he's just a huge meme lord, and so like he'll just post everything about really fucked up shit, and then he'll also post a lot of baked beans so baked beans (laughs) in regular bowls baked beans in the form of a body baked beans everywhere so like when i saw this whole meme about beans i was posting stuff like oh hey you know i think you would make a better bean dad (laughs) you know and he didn't get at first because he didn't understand the story and reddit wasn't catching on quite yet um because he follows reddit and where my equivalent to that is twitter um And so like, everyone's like, yeah, Cash, you're not a shit person like this bean dad. And Cash is like, what's going on? Like, why are people attacking me about beans? (laughs) So he finally got the whole thing. He goes, I don't understand what bean dad did wrong. And like, there's actually a population of people who are like, I don't understand what he did wrong. He just, just trying to have his kid figure things out. But apparently this guy also has a history on his Twitter account of racial slurs and yeah, for, just
0: being a douchebag. Yeah, he called for, attention to himself and in, in the wrong time.
1: Yeah, because if you're gonna post something about your story about being a shit dad to your kid who's trying to figure out how to eat, like the Twitter universe is gonna dive deep into your account and is gonna find some old, like buried gems of yeah, how wonderful. you were an asshole. So, and they'll put that on blast. And unless you don't, unless you have a statement of being accountable for your previous actions, they're just going to blow it up and make judgment calls and stuff like that. Not really great for your mental health, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, So anywho, like that happened. And then because of all the chaos and the popularity from this whole thread, like Bean Dad, his, his, his actual name is John Roderick. He's also a podcaster and a musician. He deleted his Twitter account. Good. Like gave a public statement later, and but apparently, like the money that he was making off of another podcast, which was using his music, like cut him off because, Good. and I think it's because of like the previous racial slurs and the comments that he was getting away with. So I'm I'm still a little conflicted because like I'm I'm all for teaching kids lessons on how to figure it out because I was also a kid of just figuring shit out, but. I'm also on the other side of like, he also poorly told that story. He didn't give the context that like, apparently like him and his wife were laughing about it. And then sure No, that like ch-
0: child and, psychologists are coming out of the woodworks and being like, no, this is just a, an example of your poor parenting. And you've taught this child that she can't rely on you and that she she's better off. Like you're willing to let her just go without and be hungry and like starving. And there's a certain point- with a child, like when your child is so frustrated that they start crying, like, the, like their brain can no longer retain information and you're really just causing trauma. in this girl, what if she has eating disorders like, like They really like went off with it.
1: No, and that's so, fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, and, and I
0: think- Media, cause you have real action responsibilities. You know, it may be funny in the moment to you, but really. Mm-mm-mm. See I mean, what the thirties bring you. I'm 30 now. I have a I have an adult view of things.
1: I mean, how has trauma though really shaped us as people? <laughs> I'm just joking, but like, really, right? how- I was like,
0: some of us it's done us a wealth of good. I Maybe
1: it's true. You know. ju- I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like trauma pro-trauma trauma. this podcast is pro-trauma this podcast <laughs> is pro-trauma trauma. but it's like how many how many events would you label as trauma versus like oh i shit the bed how do i learn from this you know like instead of just labeling it as this big thing that doesn't need necessarily need a label it's just something like oh i whoops. but whoops <laughs> but yeah i i guess that could call for another conversation but yeah
0: he he ooped in public the <laughs> real
1: public oop it's a big oop. well everybody poops right so uh, so you know and amongst other things you know every tea has a chaotic evil so do you want to go into that
0: oh my god right in the time of twisted tea bean, bean dad can't afford to be out here because somebody will clap on him oh my god please tell me you saw that video Oh, I saw it before I started getting memes, not to be that hipster, but I was like, oh, damn. Oh, I was damn. there for the original, okay? <laughs> that was a thing. Sorry, I'm I, being that asshole. <laughs> so you are that asshole. I love it. You're like, I, I hate gatekeepers, turns around. It's like, no, you have to. Have to have this most amount of nerd dumb. No, it's great. great. Uh, I just, I love seeing all the memes that are coming out of it. Uh, there was one that like really grabbed me by the heart. And I was just like, I'm gonna start using this. And it's, um, if you're not familiar with like the serenity prayer, it's kind of a rip off that. But It's God grant me the sweet tea to change the things I can and the ocean spray cranberry juice to accept the things I can't. Oh goodness. Oh, like, I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna start using this. Grant me the sweet tea to change the things I can. Could you imagine? If everybody's worldview was like, you could either get smacked with this can or you could act right, how many people would act right immediately?
1: Yeah, just don't attack people in public and, tell, and like start calling them the N-word when it's out of your, your jurisdiction. Mm-mm-mm.
0: That guy your too word. also had a terrible reckoning on, on the social media. He started coming out talking about, oh, he's not a real punk and he he'll, he wanted to release his address. We can come finally, you don't want that smoke, dude. You don't want nan uh-huh. bit of that smoke.
1: Mm. Nope. Yeah, I just... <sighs> <laughs> I don't know why people think that there's, like, zero consequences to what they have to say. I think because they probably get away with being shitty for so long that they think, like, I'm immune to this. And this is, like, just a great lesson of... Yeah, not in 2021. I don't know. Going back to trauma, if I said some dumb shit, I'd get popped, <laughs> like, so
0: right, fast. Right, oh. <laughs> Like a, a arm just reached out from heaven.
1: <laughs> right? It's like, I'm in my bed. What happened? I was happened? at the corner store two seconds ago. Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> I when swear to God, community... I was standing in
1: line with my mama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Shouldn't have had that thought. Sorry, mom. I'll take it back.
1: I don't know. Granddaddy told me something about a switch tree. I don't know what he's talking about. And now I'm here at home.
0: <laughs> oh, my grades will be great. <laughs> I'll never do it again. Oh no. You'd be, you be saying that uh, God grant me the sweet tea to change the things I can. <laughs> ocean spray cranberry juice to accept the things I can't.
1: Take a deep breath in that ocean sense. All right. Mm. Um some nerdy get your pH
0: balances right. Ooh, speaking of nerdy and dirty, come through.
1: Come through. Okay, so. My favorite quote this week about masturbation, which is what we're going to talk about. We talked about like the benefits of masturbating before, Uh, but someone said, I think it was Instagram. If you guys know who quoted this, please let me know so I can credit them properly. But they said,
0: (laughs) you can, you can do it.
1: Is when someone is masturbating without a vibrator, it's basically acoustic. I lost it yes. just because yes. of the fact that like oh like i'm with a bunch of, i hang out with a bunch of musicians and the guitars and all that stuff so i know i didn't deliver it very well but it's just like a no no mat no vibrator no no electricity it's acoustic oh my god yes you had a, <laughs> i laughed i also lolled i lulled
0: real hard at that
1: so um What's funny, though, is like, I've actually heard some concerns, uh, just kind of like, you know, going through the Twitterverse about people getting interrupted when they're trying to masturbate or trying to find the privacy to masturbate alone. Um, That there is no space to do that. And so sometimes people feel so pent up um, about letting their sexual drive get to like at the tip of like, you know, the little bottle that their emotional bottle that people mostly describe and they just can't take it anymore. So can't take it anymore. So, I wanted to actually go over an article with Kylie about it's on bustle.com. And I just wanted to, you know, just get a take on like the places that they're suggesting on where to masturbate, like how to find spaces to do this. I mean,
0: cause like everybody's social distancing. You're not really supposed to be out and about trying to find, you know, thing and like say that now that everybody is working from home or like they're just quarantining how do you find that space to yourself if you're not living, you know, by yourself. Right. So living with the family or you got roommates, like everybody got their own little situation or maybe like you have a significant other but now that you're together all the time, you don't get any alone time.
1: <laughs> right, right. How do you so, handle
0: that? Alone how do you time is important.
1: Yeah, alone <laughs> time is important. Decompression time by yourself is important. Like I empathize for the parents who go straight home and they have to deal with their kids like I, oh my god! like the moment like they don't even get a second to unclench their jaws and to let their shoulders soften like I just I sometimes feel bad so some places you should try solo sex so the first one is in the shower pretty obvious you're typically alone in the shower um I typically don't do this because like I don't like standing up and and yeah I was gonna
0: say so then I, if you have enough space in your bathtub, maybe that's a whole nother jam though. And I also feel like in the shower is quick. How long are your like sessions? I really like, I want to treat myself nice. I want the candles. I want the, the beverage on mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. This feels like a fast, quick, and dirty solution, which I guess you got to get it done. I guess it would be clean. It wouldn't yeah, be dirty.
1: It would be clean, but I also don't like the feeling of water like being down there because water is not really a great lubricant so like it can kind of get a little (laughs)
0: water is a terrible lubricant yeah it gets a little you'd have to find lubricant that's also safe to use in the shower
1: yeah because it's like it it doesn't help with the movement it's not as like smooth it's very rough um and so it doesn't really feel good if anything like I would just be rubbing it raw (laughs)
0: like I just well I mean there are lids and and toys that are like made to be used in the shower so I think you would just have to get one that is specifically made um for this use in mind because yeah that's a good point that you know water is not lubricating (laughs) but like I see shower heads I see toys that are made for like bath time use I guess I just feel like you'd have to plan that out a little more or just have those toys on hand
1: yeah or maybe do it like before you get into the shower maybe use the shower as some noise in case you accidentally make some noise while you're doing it or something like that like I don't know you However, shave you your, your legs first
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <They all laughs> use, use your
1: legs as an, as an additional erogenous zone I guess. right mm. So as for privacy-wise, I think this is 10 out of 10. But as for efficiency-wise, what would you give it?
0: Ooh, efficiency-wise, just because it's like you're standing up. What if you slip and fall? I don't know. For me, I would say that's like maybe a 3 out of 10 efficiency-wise.
1: 3 out of 10 by the Kylie's on. I would say 3 out of 10, too. Like, chances
0: of me actually enjoying that time are probably not that great. Oh, my gosh. In an airplane, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the next one is in an airplane. Never thought of that. And also let's remind folks that if you masturbate publicly, you can get arrested and you can be registered on a sex offender list. So, uh, on an airplane, yes. if you really need to rub one out, I mean, I guess if you go to the bathroom and make sure your shit's locked, but like try not to make a too big of a deal about it. Cause you know, there's other people who are waiting to use the bathroom as well.
0: I feel like if you're like going for a mile high club thing, then like sure couples date hot hot, hot, but also um, a space is an issue and I'm, cleanliness for me is an issue because that's literally it's just like a porta potty and who wants to fucking a porta potty? Like sure, it's an expensive flying porta potty, but nonetheless uh, it's not like the best hygienic place to be. So this is this is not on high on my list
1: yeah privacy wise definitely Ooh, no. no this is a low like maybe three out of ten and then as for like efficiency it's a straight up zero <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no 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 no
1: Absolutely. i would i would not i would be too nervous i wouldn't feel relaxed
0: also like if the plane jolts like bro there's just too many things happening there's too many moving pieces yeah and now if it's a private plane i'm like mm, that's a whole nother ball game
1: yeah well so what's the mile high club i actually keep hearing about what that, but i don't, okay, so I don't know mile, what it is yeah
0: the mile high club is like when you actually have sex on an airplane
1: really yeah that's
0: a that's... you so because you're like a mile high up you've joined the mile high club you've had sex at least a mile up in the air
1: Ew.
0: <laughs> boo. she says boo. <laughs>
1: Okay. Now that I know that I'm, I now know the ins and outs of like dirty words that mean dirty things. All right. And especially in a dirty airplane.
0: (laughs) Or a really fancy one. You don't know. You don't, you don't know their lives. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. The next suggestion is doing it outside. And then also within this article, it says obviously not anywhere crowded or around any people. You don't want to be pervy or do anything illegal. Again, like I said, heavy (laughs) don't do shit in front of people so you don't get registered on the sex offender list like it's a thing yeah consent
0: is a thing now maybe had you sent out that invite would you like to watch us outside then you know everybody's a consenting adult and that's fine but uh don't just subject random people to your to your nastiness
1: Right. And I understand that people are exhibitionists. Like I saw like a video of somebody at a train station, just like, do, doing, at, like doing it right in front of their girl. Mm. And Ugh. I mean, I know that's not masturbating, but still it was just like one of those things. I'm like, I mean, I guess like if I saw that stuff, it's like, it's one of those things for me. Like I just turn around and mind my own business because like that freaky <laughs> shit, I'm like, I don't know what else they're capable of doing. So I don't want to start any fights in public. They can enjoy their time, whatever gets them off. <laughs>
0: wait so he was having sex with his girlfriend in front of everybody like at the station oh
1: totally it was dicking her at his train station yeah it was like like in the public area like in the corner just it was a video (laughs) it was a video published on i think i can't remember which site it was it was like a few years ago twitter or something i mean that's true
0: like people be coming through with them wild videos like um this is the middle of walmart what are you doing (laughs) people can literally see you <laughs> Uh yeah i i personally i like outside i think it's great i think it's exciting um but yeah just like not crazy public
1: yeah like if there was like a private patio you know mm-hmm. and i was outside with my dude i i'd be like sun
0: on your buns
1: yeah or maybe if i just want to like do do stuff on myself and i'm outside and i'm just like really enjoying the moment but i would really have to be in a headspace where it's like This is okay
0: yes Um, or like also like camping Mm, lovely find you a nice place with a beautiful view
1: privacy wise i'd probably say zero out of ten because it's outside and you never know who might come up
0: yeah i mean if you're really worried about it plus i don't know i think it just depends on where you are outside i'm just gonna give outside tens across the board because i like
1: it (laughs) (laughs) um but as for um and just to be clear this is masturbating not actually having sex with people um yes uh and then as for the efficiency wise i i think this is a good high score maybe like eight out of ten
0: yeah bring your blanket a picnic for one
1: all right in a hotel this is pretty much a given oh yeah like- it's
0: not my space i don't have to clean it up i have to worry about anything like
1: I'm I mean, assuming... You got to worry a little bit. I mean, the the conditions of the hotel need to be like you know if whether if it's like five star. I'm in Vegas to like oh am I in a motel six?
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: <You guess. laughs> that's true.
0: I think. Oh, damn! You really got with the motel six. I don't know. Are you bringing your own? How prepared are you? Did you did you come prepared? To masturbate? Did you bring your toys? Did you bring your sheets? is this a whole thing bring your own lysol
1: disinfectant like that big in these times
0: it's have you have you thought this trip out have you brought (laughs) your own stuff between plane like uh if we're if this hotel trip is specifically a trip to masturbate then best be prepared i I
1: mean and then bring the candles get the charcuterie board out like treat yourself (laughs) hey I don't know if I want to eat like a piece of salami right before I start putting my hands down there but I just oh yes. like that I mean if you're gonna go out of your way to go to a hotel and spend like whatever if it's like the $59 to like the $200 to really get how much is your orgasm mood, worth to you how much is your <laughs> orgasm worth your private like nice deep like mindful orgasm
0: right <laughs> That orgasm that just lets you manifest all the good things into your life.
1: Mm. So privacy wise, obviously this is like 11 out of 10. Like no one's gonna bother you unless it's like housekeeping that fucks up and enters the door. Uh, You
0: better put the sign at put your sign on the door. I have had a housekeeping like walk in on me and someone else and I, I like stayed there i held the door open for a long enough time where it was just like okay like you see what's happening i needed to leave lady and then apologize later for it but it was just like you're enjoying the show too much you, you can close the door and go yeah.
1: shoot so the
0: sign was on the door
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't you see the scrunchie
0: <laughs> hello <laughs> do not disturb
1: oh god all right well I think for efficiency-wise, I think this is also a high score of
0: 11 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Top, top. 10, 10s. 11 out of 10s. <gasps> right.
1: Number five, a jacuzzi.
0: Oh, goodness. This is not good for your pH balance. I'm telling you right now.
1: Experience?
0: <laughs> Experience. A jacuzzi is not the place for your pH to be. Oh, it's another no. one of those issues where it's like the shower, but worse, because now it's just like you have chemicals involved
1: you're not sure if it even if like what the pool pump is even putting into the pool like how they're trying to like make sure like anybody else's like nasties get out of there
0: i mean don't get me wrong i enjoy some some jet action that feels real nice but i don't know if i'd want to have a whole full-on session of jacuzzi
1: mm. and then also i know a lot of people who have their own jacuzzis and don't clean them on the regular Ooh. Ugh. and how many times they change out that water
0: yeah okay so it's concerning the more you talk about it the more i'm like this does not seem like the place for
1: me oh right so privacy wise <laughs> this could range from maybe a one out of ten and then efficiency
0: yeah also anything that's fucking up your ph is not good i'm gonna give that a one out of ten yeah
1: same i just i'm not
0: seeking out a jacuzzi for that
1: no i'm not really i mean if it's like one of those things where i'm like there I don't even think I would want to like free, like free do it in a jacuzzi. I would probably like want to like try to have sex in one, but I probably not want to like rub it, rub one out, you know? Yeah.
0: That's when you just, you just just go indoors.
1: College library. Hot, hot, hot. Hot, Oh my goodness.
0: Hot, hot. Privacy, depending on the college. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Privacy, depending on the college. I mean, San Jose State ha- does have more than five floors.
0: I'm just saying that that's that's some sexy business right there.
1: This is true. Um,
0: books turn you on. Are you a bibliophile? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: This is true. I mean, and it depends on like how like really quiet you are. And I mean, if it's really one of those things that you're at, like, at school and you really need, want to like stress- for stress release um, you're not going to
0: get down in the the classical literature section
1: <laughs> no i would probably want to get lit maybe late hours when it's like in the elevator speaking
0: mm-hmm. of someone yeah who spent a lot of time in the library uh you know just find yourself a, a quiet little nook i could see that i you know what's that- weird
1: though you know how i'm thinking about this i'm not <laughs> thinking about this like i would put myself in this situation i'm thinking about like if it's a hiding spot like i'm playing hide and seek <laughs> Not <laughs> said, of, of getting caught in public like it's awful
0: you better finish before they reach the end of that countdown to come find you <laughs>
1: oh my god it's like it depends on how quick you bust too oh i privacy wise i you might feel different about this i'm gonna give this a zero out of ten because i would be too paranoid getting caught by somebody
0: uh I would, I would say five five out of ten i feel like you could probably find some really quiet little corners to get it get it done
1: and then efficiency wise because i'm also paranoid i'd give it maybe two out of ten
0: i mean it is efficient if i'm already at the library and i'm studying that that's that's time that i value <laughs> uh, that's efficient time for me I, i'd say that's eight out of ten If i'm already there that's ten out of ten
1: Jeez louise all right ongoing <laughs> uh, With a partner is the final one. So masturbating with a partner.
0: Well, okay. And I see this now um, probably being more popular as COVID times happen that you would maybe want to masturbate mutually with someone first before moving on to closer relations or... If you're doing this via Zoom call with them.
1: Yeah, I can see like yeah, a couple of things. Like it could be like a performance tactic while you guys are doing stuff. Um, like as in like while like depending on the situation, if there's like penetration going on and you want to add it in, or if there's just like them watching you while you're doing it
0: um well i think it's also smart because you can learn how your partner likes to be touched
1: yeah this is true too like and
0: incorporate maybe some tricks you learned later be like oh see baby i was watching i was paying yeah, attention you can't,
1: you can't treat that a little clearer it's like it's a steering wheel you know you gotta you gotta maybe like stroke it like you're you're petting like a like a mouse on your keyboard or something <laughs> my god <laughs> i'm so stupid i'm wow. so sorry that wasn't even funny <laughs>
0: clicking the mouse eh?
1: clicking the mouse which i was like
0: do people even have mice do they use mouses anymore yeah they're all on their little like touch panel (laughs) on their touch panel on their laptop Ooh,
1: yeah so i think yeah so i think this is a i to me i think this is a good performance tactic and also like most people typically have sex with their partners in their own room so like privacy wise i think this is a I'm going to give it a six out of 10 just because of the fact like you could have sex with your partner anywhere. Um, And like anybody could be listening or anybody could be just could accidentally interrupt. Um, And this is just living in the realm of doing stuff where I know people have roommates or family. Mm -hmm. So you you know that things are happening. It's just you're it's whether if you're being polite about it or not. So I give it a six out of 10. What about you?
0: You know what? Like, the privacy partly like if you were really just trying to be so low and you're doing it with a partner then there's like no privacy in that and but you know that can be like a turn on too in and of itself so I would give that a 10 out of 10 and ooh, convenience wise I mean if you if your partner gets off on it and you get off on it then it's like 10 out of 10 as well so
1: yeah I think efficiency wise I think it's probably a 10 out of 10 I think it's fine
0: it's quite efficient
1: yeah all righty so that ends our take if you guys have any other takes and again like i said do these and
0: tell us where you like to masturbate
1: yeah find spaces ah, find spaces that make sense and find spaces that don't get you arrested like i mean that's the biggest recommendation i can give you guys
0: private <laughs> garage if you have a private garage that's excellent go take your personal time there
1: all righty so actually into nerdy things um The POC, I mean, sorry, that's actually something that we're not going to talk about today. Um, Tanya De Pass did a stream with Stacey Abrams, our hero from Georgia, who got everybody out to go vote, who's been very, like, super, super proactive about getting people out there and getting people and encouraging them to not feel defeated when it comes to voting. So,
0: um, yes.
1: So basically, long story short, um, Tanya DePass and and uh, Stacey Abrams got into a Twitch stream, whereas like you know Tanya was playing uh, Animal Crossing, and they were just kind of shooting the shit about like how to feel empowered, how Black women are like you know powering up spaces where like you know they're better represented, but it's more in a powerful light, not in, not just for the fact that they're just representing those spaces. Um, just some information about Tanya depass uh, She is the founder and director of I Need Diverse Games, which is a nonprofit, a not-for-profit foundation based in Chicago, and it's de- dedicated to better diverse to better diversification of all aspects of gaming. I Need Diverse Games serves the community by supporting marginalized developers to attend the game developer conference that happens every year i'm not sure if it's going to happen this year just because of all the covid and all that stuff and then she also participates in the gdc scholarship program helps assist attendance at other industry events and also is always seeking partnership with organizations and initiatives i got that information off of her website and then also tanya uh, has a 15900 uh or sorry 15 yeah, 15,900 following on Twitch. Uh, she's very, mo- she's known for these abo- advocacies. Uh, she's known for being basically being an activist through the gaming world. Um, and she's no stranger to all of this. She's not, it's nothing new. She's been fighting for, you know, just equality and also making sure that people are rightfully treated on these gaming platforms, um, especially those who are black women and also queer. So um kudos to her but what was really cute about the interview between her and stacy abrams is that they were just bonding over all these little gaming things that like stacy's like oh i just wanted to get into that like they bonded over buffy the vampire slayer and then tanya even offered like, after everything happens in georgia to coordinate a DD game for her uh even tanya was like i think if you were a DD character that you'd be a paladin or a cleric it was very cute oh um, yeah, but of course, aside from all the cute things that were happening uh, in, within the interview, like Stacey is ongoing, like giving her her basically advice and her empowerment about like, you know, reminding folks to always revolt, always ask for a recount, or not always ask for a recount, but when it comes to a recount, like really go back in there and like make your vote count people are allowed to vote the importance of voting and getting your ballot in and don't let people telling you that hey the polls are closed now you have to leave even though you're standing in line for hours like she says if you've been standing in line for hours and they said that they close at 7 they still have to take your vote no matter what um so i thought it was a really great conversation for those two women to get together and i think i think not just tanya but i think AOC really helped you know bridge the gap with having politicians on gaming platforms to really immerse those two worlds together to show that there is a little bit more real relatableness um, with politics are involved and gamers can be involved with politics, it's okay. I mean, I
0: think gamers like are the perfect people to be involved with politics because it's like you have people who are dedicated um, to communicating Mm-hmm. online who are dedicated to getting like data quickly mm-hmm. who invest their their time into these games where it's like a lot of people who are drawn to gaming and who are drawn to fantasy is because you know they feel like you can play and create a world that is better than the one that currently exists
1: right and it's like
0: the whole goal of gaming is like to always be improving and to you know, be looking towards the new thing on the horizon. I think that's like gaming and politics could go hand in hand. And I think it does go hand in hand, right. especially right. like when you talk about the importance um, of like diversity panels and how we see uh, gaming and um, anime and the representation within those fields broadening. And, it, and it's directly relatable to what's happening with mm-hmm. you know the political movements with inclusivity and you know intersectionality so I like I'm here for it I think it's exciting I think it's wonderful I think it's great I think a lot of people get their like first sense of um, justice from video games you know from being the hero and from going through challenges facing Mm -hmm. bosses people relate to the outside world on you know (laughs) like playing a video game I think it's great I think it's totally to be expected gamers are brilliant people like
1: Yeah, they absolutely are. And this is like a space where like, you know, this is also a space where like a lot of folks felt who were already like outsiders from like the quote unquote norm were trying to find a place of belonging in this. And we want to make sure that that sense of belonging maintains without the gatekeepers or like, you know, those who are like really popularized because of obvious things, like because you're white or whatever the fact that may be. Like, we want to make sure that these spaces are just as inclusive as what we envision them to be, especially in a space where, like, this is kind of like the last space that people go to, you know, to escape from, like, the normal aspects of their lives. Um, And so, yeah, like, I I absolutely agree with you, Kylie. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, like, just making sure that... um, that the message is keeping up and that how politics really play into this is super important. So kudos and much applause to Tanya, Tanya to uh, getting this you know, going. And I hope I see more talks like this. Like right now, if those who missed it and registered for the event, um, I, the talk is on YouTube on Tanya um, Cipher of Tears, uh, which is her uh, YouTube handle. Um, It's about a three-hour stream, but the first 40 minutes of the stream is her um, speaking with, uh, discussing the issues with uh, Stacey Abrams. Um, Ongoing. So other gaming things, and I am going to do my best to try to keep this as neutral as possible because I do volunteer for MagWest. Magfest proper is actually not happening there was a statement today that was releasing that the virtual event is canceled now you would think like oh it's canceled because of covid like there's a lot of complications because of covid no mag west went so fucking well aside from all the clumsiness and the like you know falling down and having to get up again and all the technical issues overall was a good show I be, I applaud the Mag West and Magfest volunteers especially, and staffers who really put on a very good event, very eventful. Had a lot of great guests on there, including like Daniel McRae, and Elisa Melendez, and um, you know those who had Rio Carr on there and Lyric Wolf. Like it was a very very well put on event, especially that was hosted by Robbie Benson from Super Soul Bros. Like it was great. So you would think like oh Magfest which has a little bit more of a budget could put on something better, but it didn't because unfortunately, right after mag West, a lot of internal issues came out of the grave, which is, um, an unfortunate thing. Um, so basically long story short, um, mag Fest was already impacted because of like the in-person event night happening. Um, There are reports and now publicized reports and articles on I think a a platform called gamers of the board of directors of MACFest, as well as the executive uh, director um, who have been abusing their positions by not taking proper diligence and care for their staffers and volunteers. For someone who has only been volunteering for there for a year, I have not experienced any of those. Everybody has actually been really great and really nice to me. So again, keeping this as neutral as possible, I'm still pretty much an outsider looking in. They've also, the board of directors and the executive directors, after all this came up, I saw a lot of, um, hold on, they fired those well some real well respected staffers who tried to fix a lot of internal issues that were happening within the organization Mm -hmm. um and said that everything's fine everything's great if you have a problem here's a form for you to resign and which is uh, completely like out of line um so what i noticed is that now that that happened there was a lot of staffers who were fired who were giving out their public statements and also revealing their public emails saying that those staffers who've been fired they're on a two-year ban um that if they have to sign all these forms to keep things on the down low like it's a huge mess and so this went out to the public to the point that there's actually been those who've been um a guest and I, I'm not talking about an t- attendee. A guest is someone who is like a really famous person who attends the event, which boosts the event's, you know, attendees. Where guests have been communicating with those who do guest relations, saying like, "I'm not interested in doing this event," and same thing with, um, same thing with like musical guests. I have been experienced who've seen like, "Hey, what's going on, and why? Why are the staff expressing that they're being abused?" and
0: Yeah, dissension amongst the ranks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so there's been a lot of um, noise that's been going on with this, Um, rightfully so, like if anybody says in a collective that people are being treated unfair and nothing's been getting done properly, like, of course, if people are saying this in the masses, this is a problem, not... Not something that is like, oh, it's not whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, it's something that like the organization needs to take action to fix and build trust with their community and their community as a whole, talking about their volunteers. And to say this about volunteers. Now, when people hear the word volunteers, they think like, oh, someone who's just helping and they go home for the day, submit their hours, whatever. No, these volunteers are super involved. They are act some of the volunteers are even part of like, you know, leading things that staff should be doing um
0: and yeah I mean some volunteers are literally staff you know like you're doing you're taking on the workload of someone who is doing this as part of like their full-time gig which if you're willing to do that okay but I feel like the company then needs to um show their appreciation for the people who are willing to dedicate that much time and energy Mm -hmm. accordingly you know, and respect needs do respect needs to be given for people who are willing to put in, because that means that the people who are volunteering really care about your community and what happens with your business.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, because the volunteers are the ones who are not paid and they can literally like just second degree of separation, just be like, mm, "MacVest isn't treating me so well. But it, the more that that echoes, the more of an issue that it's actually creating. And so, The board of directors is playing ignorant to it basically um, from like a lot of the reports and they were trying to problem solve it by disposing people. Um, And there's also been reports of people stepping away. Like volunteers are stepping away from MAGFest because they're like this, this, I thought this was a community that was for me but apparently it's not being supported by the right uh, officials. I'm stepping away because this is toxic. And same thing with staff members. Like there's some staff members who are like, I'm hands off now, like this is stupid and this is important because again, this convention runs because of the amount of volunteer help that they're receiving. So, um, anyway, I, I think from all the things that are going on is that I think it's right for this to be canceled to them that way, like, you know, start from scratch, but One thing I've noticed is that um, a lot of things with nonprofits is that there should be like a list of like, who's your board of directors and all that stuff. And I think it's not immediately on their page, but it's on, I think a a website called Notion or something like that. And like from my interpretation of the board of directors, I think that there needs to be better insight of who's running shit. There needs to be smaller committees for things to be effective. And there also needs to be less people who know how to run events or programs that have nothing to do or have never done MagWest or Fest. um, So that way they can give better insight on how to manage an organization like this, because you need someone who's kind of another insider looking in, not somebody who's been so involved and is trying to keep it their own little club. Um, So that's my whole take on this. Personally, for my involvement, because I am a volunteer with MAG West, I actually do want to say it for the community and hoping that there is some reconstruction. Um, So I'm a little bit optimistic and hoping that, you know, after after things have calmed down and things can be restructured, that there is some sense of like, okay, we do hear you, we're actually going to take action, which is always like the thing, we hear you, we hear you.
0: Like yeah, but are you listening? <laughs> that's one thing to hear me, but are you go- are you going to do something about it?
1: <laughs> are you actually going to take action on my concerns? Is the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's it sucks that these things are happening. Um, obviously, those who are being abused within an organization—that's a huge flag, um, and it should be a serious thing to be taken. Um, and there needs to be better leadership there's a lot of folks who are saying that the whole board and the executive director should step down um i'm not going to say what my stance is on that because like we, they do need at least one person who knows how MAGFES is run to be on the board um but as for like insights and having people on the board it should be out there should be better outreach on who's who's providing insight and how to properly um advise um, but yeah, that's that's some that sad things because Magfest is a huge festival. Like everybody knows about it who's a nerdcore artist. Everybody knows about this festival. Like, like if you say that you performed at Magfest, that's a big deal. Like yeah. it's its notoriety is like amazing. Like I've been told to go to Magfest and be there and be there as press and to like hang out and do the panels and talk to people. Like, I love gaming conventions. I love anime conventions. Like, again, it's the space that I feel like I belong in. Um, But of course, there's always going to be some sort of toxic overtone that, you know, will overtake it if it's not, you know, if there isn't any resolution. But yeah that's what's been going on um with that um but it's really too bad i hope they really do get back up on their feet and i'm really hoping that you know the things that they're considering doing actually works out so yeah
0: on to you kylie on to me well um speaking of like people who are like giants in their industry i feel like um magfest has the potential to be like a real giant once they get their shit back together
1: like but that's
0: the thing; they already are a huge giant, just like Pax. Mm, mm, mm. They're not as giant as Lucas Films,
1: though. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, and go speaking on. Speaking
0: of Lucas Films, <laughs> <laughs> um, they are, like I'm re- I'm so happy. Um, they are doing a film based off of Tomi Adeyemi, um, her best-selling young adults fantasy novel children of blood and bone and this is going to be like one of the first freaking films that they're doing that's not like star wars or like something that's going to be for the people tomi adayemi is a nigerian american author um her book has is like for the people it's by the people for the people um it's starring Zeli. she's a young Black woman and um, it's like set in this like culturally rich worlds uh, of like Orisha and it deals with you know like slavery and violence and you know peace and magic and she took all these like fantasy inspirations and pretty much just used it to tell a story with a new perspective
1: okay
0: this is like harry potter a thousand Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth the read it's the first in a trilogy um but i'm like super ecstatic that it's actually going to be given like the funding that it needs to really like her writing when you when you see it's so it's so in depth the, the world that she creates is so complete mm-hmm. that having lucas films do a picture like this like it's worthy of that no, type of funding it's expensive. so like it's so good i'm so excited for it um it's going to be released um later this year wait i think they pushed the date i think there was a, it was originally going to be um done by disney
1: Mm-hmm. and I know they're
0: pushing it was supposed to be like for 2020 that I think that's when they were like pushing to put it out I mean, but then COVID. I
1: mean, of course the mouse is always going to come out and try to like snag the next new thing you know
0: <laughs> yeah I was like uh COVID happens so I know it's coming we just don't know when
1: <laughs> okay well this is this is very exciting like I I'm not gonna lie I don't read too often. I'm, Bish, I'm an audio book I know I'm awful, but I'm sure I'm hoping there they is have some, an
0: audible. No, okay. They do
1: have an audible, but I don't listen to audible. I used overcast because Audible's too much.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> audible too much money
1: for me. I, I I think I didn't like the whole $19 a, a, a month just to listen to like what two books. Like I, I think I was just and where's that money going? Is, is Well, my other I answer. guess,
0: I guess it would depend on like how much you use Audible. Cause like I, I would use Audible like all day.
1: Yeah, and no, I use Overcast a lot and it's a free service. It's funded through, um, the San Jose, the San Jose libraries and all that stuff. So like, you oh. to, yeah, you have to have a library card and then you have access to a lot of books that they have, but okay. not necessarily everything is a audiobook um, per se, um, so you just have to work with the selection that they have um so i think that's where i'm i'm kind of using basically like whatever is available um and sometimes the books are also on hold because they can only stream like the book like one at a time or something to that effect so but anywho, i'm just blabbering um, i think this Blab is blabbers. i can't wait till it comes out because i'll definitely check it out um I might check it out late, but I will definitely check this out as I say this, because I'm checking out The Mandalorian late.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's it's fine, it's fine. But it's just, it's really exciting to see um, Disney Plus like push something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, especially now that um, in the age that we're living in, you know, like Black Lives Matter is, you know, more important than ever. And, you know, February is right around the corner that you know, Black History Month is coming and it's just like we need more representation in Disney and for Disney to do a project that's, you know, pretty much based off of West African culture, it's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, primarily Black people Because that's the world that it's set in. And it's, you know, a young coming of age story. Like it fits Disney perfectly, but just it's time for Disney to to invest money in something like this.
1: Okay. So you're pro Disney to get this.
0: I'm pro Disney for this.
1: Okay. Sorry. I'm just so I don't want the mouse to take more. (laughs) I don't
0: want the mouse to take more, but you know what? Like if the space that they are... You know giving like hell yeah take that space
1: no no and it's true like a lot of kids will come across this and would want to want to watch this like it i i guess i should take my comment back i don't want to read the slate it's more so like um i hope that whatever like the interpretation that they put on this um is like very thorough and not half-assed, and that the funding. Oh no, through. it's definitely. Like, I
0: feel like it's going to be more authentic to the author, and they have um like the people who are working on it are not. It's not going to be like a bunch of white people just taking a book from a black woman and being like, "Oh yeah, let's create a fun little movie out of this." I think they're going to do it's due justice. So. Okay, well,
1: fingers crossed. Yeah, and you said Lucas Films, right? That yes. Part, okay, so Lucas Films always has has been pretty efficient. So that's good. No, this is great. All right. So for some big move Mondays, I actually want to shout out again, black.outreach.sanjose. Um, you can find them on black.outreach.sanjose on Instagram and a lot of their um, social medias. They also support Block San Jose. Um, yes, feed a- the block yeah feed the block these guys have been like really killing it with like collecting donations and keeping basically san jose woke um and they also will publish things that the cops are doing unlawfully um just to prove their point that this the city is lacking in their diligence of making sure that the right consequences happen they also did a huge protest outside of um So Sam Licardo's house on New Year's and they're also pushing the Gregory Johnson case, which has been dismissed when he was killed back in I believe it was 2010, I could be wrong. Um, But the whole point is to, um, oh, I'm so sorry, 2008, it was 2008 when he was murdered. And so I, that that whole case was ruled as a suicide when really it was actually a murder. Like, I mean, how do you like get how are you found hung in a fraternity house? Oh, those things kill me when suicide. they're like, Oh,
0: it's a suicide, and you're like, How did this person you're telling me this person beat themselves up? Or you know what I mean? It's just like too many things are happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, They that that's not true. This is a setup, clearly. Yeah, this
1: was a setup. This was a bunch of I believe it, it was a bunch of like fraternity boys who wanted to just make, just wanted to end this man's life. So, um, anywho, I, they're pushing that agenda and making sure that the family gets the right and the proper closure with this death. And so I just really applaud them for doing, for doing the, for filling in the gaps that are not being filled. Um, and, you know, keep going, keep doing your thing. Of course, if you guys want to donate to them, please do. Um, let me go ahead yes. and find their donate page
0: real quick. Um, I know right now they're specifically looking for tents, um, blankets to help people get through the winter. It is getting cold out here, so a lot of our communities, um, especially if they're homeless, mm-hmm. um, could really benefit uh, from you know your your weather items, you know tarps that could help keep the rain out. Um, you know really if you have the ability to donate anything, whether, whether it be like shoes, that
1: mm-hmm. could help
0: them get through this time. That's what they're looking for right now.
1: Right. And it still looks like they also have a Feed the Block ongoing fundraiser on GoFundMe. You could also give general, because this is also a very, this is a very young nonprofit. So a lot of their donations are actually being taken through Cash App right now. Um, so hopefully once, you know, this nonprofit starts to grow and they can actually have like a facility that they can organize. And I'm hoping that maybe they can get into like more, more terms of like getting their payments through PayPal instead. or like Yeah, they're
0: super the grassroots thing. right now, but it's yeah. just like they're needed and I applaud them for stepping up.
1: Yeah, we need that energy. We need actual energy that shows action and things that are being taken care of in San Jose instead of a bunch of like, you know, white noise. So anywho, yeah, um I believe uh for other things we got some interviews coming up. Uh we got a couple of cosplayers, Hime Kaye. We have Ooh. um someone who's actually been pretty notable. Or somebody else that we have an interview coming up. His name is Cameron Powell. He's very notable with, like, you know, setting up conventions in the South Bay as well as the East Bay area, Um, and also doing a lot of media for, uh, I believe it was San Jose Comic Con. And then we also have rap artist, The Prowess. I'm so excited that she's going to come on. So uh, just anticipate those interviews coming up after the next week.
0: Yeah, where Um, could they find any of those interviews?
1: We can find those interviews on SoundCloud uh, for right now. Uh, So if you go onto SoundCloud and search up Don't Cast In, the letter N drive don't cast and drive you'll find those interviews there, all in a playlist in there but right now like I said these are upcoming interviews these are not published yet so they'll be happening pretty soon um but other than that Kylie would you lead us in an ending prayer oh my gosh I sure can hold hands look down bow your heads
0: bow your heads children God grant me the twisted tea to change the things I can and the ocean spray cranberry juice to accept the things I can't. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris Rice. That's the homie on Facebook for typing out these wonderful things as they come across his mind and leaving them in my Facebook feed.
1: Thank you for listening to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You can always find us on Instagram as Lady Blurred's Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Pods, and our original home SoundCloud. For questions and suggestions about the show, you can email us at don'tcastindrive at gmail.com. Spelled as don't cast in with the letter N. Don't don't cast in the letter N drive. No, don't spell drive. like and you're not gonna get us. And we will catch you next time. Have a wonderful week.
0: Bye.